Well, I suppose um, that game ended in a fashion that is, you know, uh, expected for a Seahawk game to end, at least the kind of Seahawk game that ends in disappointment. It was it was certainly true to form of of the Seattle Seahawks, um, you know, in their in their negative ways. What's up, everybody? This is Robert English, your SoCal Seahawk, and thank you for joining me on this edition of Short Yardage. This disappointing and sad and just underwhelming post game post game wild card edition of short yardage and i'm sure you saw the game the game was you know this is one of those games that is disappointing because we lost you look at everything that went wrong in the game and it culminating in a loss makes the whole game disappointing but just and I'm I'm saying this to remain objective. Uh, if this game had a, had had been if we had won this game, even if we had ended up getting the onside kick and coming back and win this game, um, I don't think that we would talk about how we played on the whole as such a negative. It's going to be a negative because we lost, but I believe that you know your 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 efforts through the first, second, third, and mo and in 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 the you know first 10 minutes of the of the fourth quarter matter very little when you win the game very rarely is your you know your performance through the entire game um uh really held you know um to any real um you know what's the word I'm looking for to any real um accountability if you win only when you lose. If you lose, then we talk about what you didn't do right in the first quarter, didn't do right in the second quarter, didn't do right in the third quarter, and the fourth quarter. This is why we lost. But if you win, we almost we almost forgive everything that happened early in the game. And that's what would have been today. Because this game, um, this game went the way the Seahawks, you know, like games to go. It was, it was, it was low scoring. Uh, it was tight the whole way. We played from behind for a certain amount of time, got the lead, um, and then gave it back. And then it was right there for Russell to take. Um, you know, supposedly, you know, it was, it was it was it was ending up going to be right there for Russell to take. Um, you know, at the end, in in you know Seahawk in Seahawk form. Today, I am, and I don't do this usually. I, I was a big Daryl Bevel apologist. I really was. I was a big Daryl Bevel apologist. Um, and then I got over it and I was like, okay, Daryl Bevel's got to go finally. And this year, um, Brian Schottenheimer has done well um, when it comes to calling these games. And I don't know if it was Schottenheimer or if it was, um, you know, just the, the work being done on the offensive line um, that, but we were able to manage to be a, a force in the running game this season. Um, I said before this game that the team that manages to stop the run is going to be the team that wins. And, um, you know, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Dallas held down the Seattle 
rushing attack. I mean, to say they held it down is an understatement. Held down our rushing attack and ultimately won the game for themselves. Now, what I'll say is this. I will generally appreciate the fact that, um, you know, Pete Carroll is steadfast in his um, in how he speaks on the team philosophy, which is we're going to run the ball. We're going to line up. We're going to do exactly what you know we're going to do. And it's up to you to stop us. And I can appreciate that. I really can. I truly can appreciate that, um, you know, we are going to be the type of team that this is us. We're not going to do a whole bunch of uh, hokey pokey. We're not going to do a whole bunch of gadgets. This is us. And we're going to get really good at what we do. And it's going to be up to you to stop it. And you're going to have a hard time stopping it. I, 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 I like that. I truly do. However, it's really, really hard to swallow when the game ends. The, the, today's game was like every single game last season. Not like the first two games of this season, because this season we just didn't, or early this year, the first two games, we just didn't run the ball. But last season, we ran the ball and ran it and ran it and ran it, and it never worked. Just didn't work. Today was deja vu. Back to last season, where every time you ran the ball, you were running right up against a brick wall for next to nothing, if not nothing. I don't know what happened with Chris Carson today, but he ended up off the field for a certain amount of time. I don't know if maybe they just were getting him off the field because he just wasn't producing and they just wanted to get somebody else in there. But they put Rashad Penny in there and Rashad Penny had one good run and then he had about three terrible runs. I think Rashad Penny got stopped for negative five or more, two or three times. Um. There was just no run. And I'm thinking, okay, the run is not working. And I get it. And and I was on board with it. Even still, you know, uh, this is kind of happen. Uh, um, not happenstance. This is, uh, a <laughs> see, I'm so upset. I used the wrong words. Um, this is hindsight. Excuse me. This is hindsight. But um, I, I was thinking, okay, maybe we throw the ball. But then I'm like, nah, let's just keep running the ball. Because sooner or later, something's going to break. That's kind of how it was last week against Arizona. Uh, it was we, we didn't have a great running game, um, you know, all game. And then Carson broke a 60-something yarder late in the game. So I was waiting for that to happen. But it never happened. I'm thinking, okay, against my better judgment, we got to start throwing the football. We've got to start throwing the football. Running up the middle or running anywhere for negative yardage or one or two yards and end up third and whatever. It just wasn't working. Run, run, pass was not working today. It just wasn't working. We were behind the sticks. Um, you know, I said in the previous podcast, we can't end up behind the sticks. We were behind the sticks a lot today. We were behind the we We... You know, and I and I was I, I've been thinking a lot since this game, <laughs> since this game ended. Dallas did a great job, but let's not take anything away from Dallas. Dallas did exactly what they had to do. They made the plays. They made the plays, but playing behind the sticks all game or multiple times throughout the game, too many times. Um, you know, uh, and in Russell not attacking the ball, not not, not or, or you know the offense not attacking downfield. I mean, so many throws, just, you know, um, little dump offs and, and screens. Uh, 
I, I, I couldn't, I didn't understand what, what was going on. It must have been, I'm assuming there was something going on with Dallas coverage downfield. Um, maybe they were playing, um, you know, covering everything. Maybe that's what it was. I, I don't know, but the, the, the downfield passing game was almost non-existent. It was almost non-existent. It was, we played the short game all game long. It, it, sometimes I was, I, I literally had the thought, like, are we trying to not win this game? Like maybe maybe we are trying to not win this game. I mean, obviously that that's that's a, that's an insane thought, right? But are we trying to not win this game? Because I didn't see anything that looked like we were in attack mode. It looked like we were playing to we weren't playing to win. It's like we were playing to not lose, and whenever you play to not lose, you lose. It's like we were playing prevent offense. <laughs> that's what it looked like. Our offense today looked like we were playing the prevent. We were playing the, the this is the first, today is the first, well, maybe not the first, but it's certainly the first that I could see, that, that I can recall seeing from the Seahawks, that we were playing the prevent offense. That's what this was, the prevent offense. This was the prevent offense. And prevent only does one thing, and that's prevent you from winning. Um. Zeke ran his tail off today. We, I mean, really, we, we held him down early in the game. He busted the big one before the half. That's what really, um, you know, uh, shot his numbers up. That really shot his numbers up. But, I mean, outside of that, we, we you know, mostly held him down. Uh, he, he got his yards. But we held him down much, with the exception of that one run, we held him down the same way that um, we did in the first game, the first matchup between us in week three. But, um, man, and then the penalties late in the game, the two uh, with the pass interference on KJ Wright when he made a, a great defensive play. The refs, I hope they revisit how they call these penalties over the offseason again because the refs are calling some baloney. Yeah, his hand touched him on his back. But the, the reason they threw the flag was because and this isn't the reason they threw the flag. They threw the flag because they thought it was pass interference. But the, what, what actually happened was their feet got tangled up. The receiver, I can't remember who it was, um, his foot got tangled up with KJ's foot when they met at the point, uh, you know, when the ball got there. And so the little bit of contact that there was mixed, you know, uh, matched up with the, the foot entanglement. Um, you know, the ref decided to throw a flag. There's that one. And then the one on... Um, was it on Shaq or was it on um, on Coleman? One or the other. Uh, right after that, the the next third down and third down penalties too. Third down. Either one of those two, we get either one of those two back, or just the ref doesn't throw the flag on those. We're getting the ball back. It's a different game. Hopefully. The one the one on right after the KJ right one. I want to say it was Shaq. I can't remember if it was Shaq or if it was uh, Justin Coleman, but it was one or the other. Um, if you ask me, the 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 receiver was was initi- I mean, was causing most of the contact more than our defender was. I can't believe that the the who who it was is, is uh, escaping me. But it was either Shaq or or uh, Coleman. I think it was Shaq. But um, yeah, th- th- those were killer. Those were killer. DJ Fluker, 
I, I was really excited when DJ Fluker got some, when we signed DJ Fluker. I was like, great. We got a great offensive lineman in DJ Fluker from San Diego. Great. Um, DJ Fluker. How many personal fouls has DJ Fluker had this year? I don't have the numbers, but I know it's more than one. I'm pretty sure it's more than two. DJ Fluker has a little too big, too much of a, a hothead, if you ask me. Kind of like uh, who? Do, who's the guy we used to have on the O line that was uh, always just losing his mind? Was it a uh, or was it Sweezy? It was this, or, or was Gia Camini or something like that? It's somebody we had on the offensive line who who would lose his mind and get us and and get fifteen yard penalties, all, you know, all the time, a few times a season, a handful of times per season. DJ Fluker, come on. Give me a break. It's just, uh, I mean, it's just really a tough way to lose a game. Um, now, all that being said, let's be fair. Let me be completely fair. Um, it was a good season, but it's never good enough when you don't get what you want, right? It, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be fair. Um, I'm going to be objective. I'm, I try. I say it all the time. I try to remain objective. The Seattle Seahawks this season uh, outperformed and outdid expectations of everyone. There isn't a. I mean, if, if someone tells me they knew Seattle was going to go ten and six and make the playoffs, um, I'm going to look them real deep into their eyes to find to see the truth. I'm going to look real deep to try to find that that higher truth. Because really, I'm going to be like, no, you didn't. Because nobody did. I'll honestly say that I wasn't sure that we would. Now, I always have you know faith in my team. I always expect, I mean, I go into any game. It wouldn't matter if we're going up against the Greek gods that week. I'm going in there concentrating on what we do best. And how we can use that to attack who can attack, uh, you know, the Greek gods weaknesses. Now, we not, may not have a chance in the world of beating them, but I'm still going to go in there believing that we have every bit of a shot to do it. Um, but even even myself, when we started rattling off wins, I'm like, man. We got a shot here. And I was talking, you know, a couple of shows ago about, you know, our path to the Super Bowl. We'll go in here, beat Dallas. Go to the Saints and upset them. Take out the Rams at Los Angeles because they can't beat us three times in one season. I mean, I had it all figured out. But the reality is and it showed today that we just are not that team right now. We are not that team. We're not ready. You are not ready. Remember the old PlayStation commercial? You are not ready. We are not ready. We're almost there. And, you know, to be honest, we may be able to get there next season. We may be able to get there next season. We tighten up a couple of things and we're coming right back for this next year. One quick note, one quick note. How in the world? How in the world do you let Dak Prescott get that first down? It was third and 16. Third and 16 
All you have to do, okay, I'm not making this up. I can't make this up. I literally said, right before the snap on that play, I'm sitting on my couch in my living room. I said, all we have to do is not let the worst possible thing happen. Out of all the things, out of all the things that we can do, out of all the bad things that could happen, right? There's there's only there's the only thing you can't let happen is the worst possible thing, which is give up a first down. You can give up one yard. You can give up 15 yards. Just don't give up 16. And we let Dak Prescott run. Bradley McDougal, what kind of tackle was that? What happened to the Hawk tackling, Pete Carroll? I think we need to go back to the Hawk tackling. We need to go back. We need to. I, I think that we have forgotten about Hawk tackling. Go on YouTube and look up Hawk tackling and watch the video that Pete Carroll put out a few years ago about how we tackle in Seattle. Bradley McDougal threw his shoulder into Dak Prescott and bounced right off of him and allowed him to get that first down. I mean, the the the, the seas parted for him anyway, which is, you know, he was going to get close regardless. Once he decided to run, he was going to get close. But Bradley McDougald had a clear shot at him and just needed to wrap him up. Just wrap your arms around him. Put every, every bit of, of, of effort into the, into the actual contact, the power of the contact, but wrap him up. I guarantee that would have slowed him down enough to, to either bring him down or wait, wait till somebody else got there to, to stop him before he reached the line to gain. But nope. He wanted to do one of those things that Earl Thomas used to do all the time, try to blow somebody up, and um, it didn't work. Didn't even go down. And at the last minute, somebody you know went low on him, flipped him up into the air, but he got the first down. And that was it. The worst possible thing is all you had to keep from happening, and we didn't. That's the difference between the Legion of Boom and, and this defense. If you, that, that, that's the that's the clear uh, difference between, you know, the Seahawks of a few years ago and, and, and the Seahawks. We're still a good team. We're still a good team, but we are short. We come up short in certain areas. And that's one of them. That's one of them. You know whose celebration I hate is Dak. I mean, uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott's. I hate Ezekiel Elliott's little every time he gets a first down, he does that little you know, rotating his wrists like he's, you know, like he's eating and then he does the first down, you know, the points for the first down. It's so stupid. Am I hating right now? Sure, why not? But it's a stupid little celebration. Like, it's dumb. It looks, it looks dumb. Like, do something different. It's dumb. Oh, we eating. We eating out here. We eating out here. First down. It's stupid. It's a stupid celebration. Ah. Oh. Got, you know, late Tyler Lockett got that ball late. So many almosts. Uh, Tyler on a kick return. Um, I think it was after after Dallas uh, got a field goal. They made their, their second field goal. Um, and and it just got, he got caught by the kicker. An almost kick return by Lockett, but the kicker got him. An almost, you know, big touchdown by Lockett, but you know, after he caught that ball, this is late in the fourth. Um, but they got him, but we scored. And then the onside kick, how, 
Who? Okay. You know when you you know when luck's not on your side when your kicker pulls a hammy trying to kick a field goal. You gotta know you gotta know your time is up, right? Who's whose kicker gets hurt just kicking the ball? Like I've seen kickers get hurt uh, trying to make tackles. I've seen kickers get hurt getting tackled. You know, if a kicker kicks a, a, a you know kicks off or, or punts. And, it, you know, the, the return man breaks through and he goes to try to make a play and gets hurt. I've seen that. I've seen a, a, a botched snap or a or a, a fumble on a on a on a place kick or even on a punt. And the kicker is, uh, you know, running around with the ball and gets creamed and he gets hurt. I've seen that. I've seen those two things happen. I've even seen a kicker. I've seen a kicker run after making a kick, running to do a little jump in the air celebration and come down and hurt his knee. Who was that? Who was that? Who was that? Back in the day. Was that Martin Gramatica? Or was it Alindo Mare? Who was that? Anyway. I've seen that too. I've seen kickers get hurt. Doing a lot of things. I've never until today seen the kicker get hurt just kicking the ball. Not like that too. I mean the kind of hurt like you fall down. ah, Like writhing in pain kind of hurt. I've heard of kickers, you know, they, they've got a growing issue, you know, or whatever like that. But I've never seen that happen. Just kicking the football. I think it's all I think it's time for Seabass to hang up the old uh, the old soccer cleat. Because uh, if you get hurt just kicking the football, then yeah, I mean, what what did he did? He did he not, uh, you know, get, get his protein shake in this morning or what? You know, and, and mad respect to Sebastian Janikowski. He he was a he wasn't the greatest kicker this year for us, but he was a he was certainly a sight shot better than um uh than um Bad News Blair. He was certainly better than Bad News Blair Walsh. So we got to give him that. He made a couple game winners for us this year. So so Sebastian Janikowski was certainly better than. You know the kick, the kicker that we've had for the last, you know, we had Blair Watch what one or two years. But you know that that this fortune is not smiling upon you when your kicker goes down in a game like this, in a in a close game, where kickers are likely going to be at a premium. You know, field goal field goal chances are going to be you're going to need a kicker. And now we've heard all this talk about uh, Dixon doing drop kicks for points and stuff like that. And I guess Pete wasn't um, wasn't keen on trying that. And I can't say I disagree with that decision um, because if he had and he had missed. Yeah, it would have been an issue. It would have been an issue. It, it would have been an issue like, like, you know, the call you make on the one yard line in the Super Bowl. You know, if, if it works, nobody, nobody questions you. If it doesn't work. Now you got to, you know, you got to you got to run through the gauntlet of of questions. Why would you do this? And worst call ever. You know, yeah, get out of here. But I tell you what, I don't know what Dixon. I, I think Dixon just tried to pop that kick over the over the, you know, the front line of the receiving, uh, you know, the, of the receiving team. Um, and he just popped it too far. Because that ball sailed and it hit right. I mean, it went right to Beasley and that was the game. It it sucks when you know you don't really when when your chances are so little, but you get close enough to make you believe that your little chances are actually bigger than they are. That that that's how I feel 
watching that game tonight after we scored the late touchdown. It's like, okay, we're down 10 with what? I don't know, two minutes or whatever left in the game. And uh, and no timeouts, no timeouts. So, you know, your chances are slim to none. So at that point, when you're still down 10, you're not even excited. You're not even excited. You're you got 85 or 75. You got 75 yards to go. You're down 10. No timeouts around 120 seconds left to play. You're not excited. But then Russell finds Tyler Lockett. We get down to the 10-yard line or, or, or you know, uh, inside the 15-yard line. We score a couple plays later. Now it's like, whoa, there's still over a minute left on the clock. And all we got to do is get an onside kick. All we got to do is get an onside kick. And then as a Seahawks fan, you start thinking about the Packers game and the NFC Championship game a couple years ago. You start, you start those, those things are running through your head and you start thinking you have a chance. You don't have a chance, right? If if Seattle would have got the onside kick tonight, every Seahawks fan should have went right down and bought a lot of ticket for this week or next week or whatever. You didn't have a chance, but that's what happens. You know, it gives you that you start getting that false sense of, you know, you know, possible. It was so unlikely. And then it just drops. And so so you know you don't have a chance. And then for a split second, you let yourself rise up a little bit. You let your hopes get up there, even though you know it's unlikely. You let it get up there. And then the onside kick isn't even close. Isn't even close. Like, at least if there was a fight for it, I would have, you know, if if the ball had had traveled, whatever whatever he was trying to do with the football, if there had at least been a chance. If there had at least been, you know, a bobble. No, he he could have he could have fair caught that ball. <sighs> yeah. So that's that. The season is over. I hung up the jersey for the last time. We'll go get him uh go get him dry cleaned. All my I got three jerseys. I got my I got I got uh my White Super Bowl jersey, Richard Sherman. And I got my um, my home Marshawn Lynch jersey, jersey. And then I got a home 12 jersey, which has my name on the back. It's a Christmas present. It's awesome. And uh, every year when the season's over, I go get them dry clean. I don't wash my jerseys. Don't wash your jerseys, people. I don't even care if they're, if they're even if they're cheap ones. Don't wash your jerseys. I don't wash my jerseys. I don't. I don't. I I only wear it. I wear them only on certain days. I wear my jerseys to work. Whatever. If we're at home, if we're away, I wear my home or away jersey. Um, on Friday to work, and then again on Sunday for the game. Whether I'm home or not, it doesn't matter. I it's. I feel like it's a. Uh, you know, I have to wear my jersey. It's it's good luck. It's a you know, I'm one of those fans. It's it's uh it's a luck thing. And um so yeah, so I, I, I only wear my jerseys one to two days a week at most. Um and I take them off as soon as the game's over. So yeah, I get them dry cleaned at the end of the year and they sit in their plastic until August when I pull them out again. Which is what I will do. 
probably next weekend because I will not be wearing my jersey anymore. Actually, I'll probably wear it on Super Bowl Sunday. I usually wear my jersey, one of my jerseys on Super Bowl Sunday. <clears throat> Just in case you were curious about how I live my life. <laughs> it's been a good season. It's been a good year. We did a lot of good things. Russell Wilson had an amazing year. Um, so we can't, uh, can't take that away. Um, Chris Carson, an amazing year. Our first thousand yard rusher since Marshawn Lynch. Um, what did, what did Russell do today? Russell was, uh, 18 for 27 for 233 and a touchdown. We didn't turn the ball over. Um, it's amazing how, I mean, Russell outplayed. Dak Prescott, I mean, throwing the ball. He, he, Dak Prescott threw a pick. He had one touchdown, threw a pick. He was 22 for 33, 226. Russell had a 105.9 rating. Dak Prescott was 83.6. It's, ah, oh, gosh. But just couldn't get it done. But anyway, I digress. Um, great year for Russell. Great year for Chris Carson. Um, the defense was uh surprisingly good uh despite you know missing uh i mean earl thomas was gone after uh after week three actually and um or i guess it was week four they actually got hurt um and uh you know the defense was surprisingly uh you know efficient um i think moving forward we really have to adjust. We need to adjust this mentality that we have. I'm all about being a running team. I love that we're a physical running team. But there's got to be a moment where you start to say, "Okay, you've got to, you you you've got to you can't just rest on your laurels like that so much. You have to be willing to change in a game." And I always hear people or see people on the internet saying this and that and the other thing. And I'm always like, look, just trust the coaching staff. But I think I might actually agree. You know, when you, when you've just banged your head up against the wall for three quarters in the fourth quarter, you got to do something different. If you start throwing the ball, then touch back on the run again, see if it opens up. I mean, you know, throw the ball on first down sometimes. You you do that you might you, you you gotta you gotta change it up every once in a while. I'm not saying change your philosophy. Don't change your philosophy. Be a running team, but wrinkle it a bit, just a little bit. I feel like we are too predict uh, predictive. We can we the, any any team knows that we're going to run the ball on first down. Any team. If it's first down, we're going to run the ball. After every big play, we ran the ball and got stuffed. Every time, every time tonight, every single time we had a a, a, a nice or you know a, a positive play, on the very, it seemed that the very next play, we got stuffed on the run. Because we're, we're, we're so easy to predict. 
Seattle's going to run the ball. And when it works, that's the thing. When it's working, nobody cares. But it wasn't working. You got to be able to do something different. I could go back on this all night long. I'm not going to keep everybody, uh, I'm not going to keep you guys with this. I'll be just saying the same thing over and over again. Uh, congratulations to the Cowboys on taking out our beloved Seattle Seahawks. Um, it's going to be a long off season, but um, hey, it was a ride and I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to do my very best to get on here and just, just hate and, you know, talk mess about the rest of these teams that are still in the playoffs. And I'm going to, I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be that guy. Cause I'm angry. Diary of a mad black man. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. It was a great season for the Seahawks, but I'm not going anywhere. You can still catch me. Don't forget to tune in or check out, excuse me, uh, Seattle Sports Union, seattlesportsunion.com, at Seattle Sports Union on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, check us out for all things Seattle sports. This is Robert English, your SoCal Seahawk. Go Hawks.